Welcome to the first edition of The Benefits Angel. I'm Nikki Wood. Firstly, a big thank you for taking the time to listen, and I hope you enjoy the insights we'll be sharing today and in our future episodes. The Benefits Angel is a podcast series to help guide and navigate your way through the world of employee benefits. We'll be offering sensible, pragmatic and unbiased advice that you can use in your everyday working lives. I'm delighted to introduce our first guest, Becky works for McLean HR, who are a team of independent, experienced HR practitioners. They offer flexible, practical and cost-effective approach to companies' HR needs. Becky's worked in the HR industry now for over 13 years. When she's not busy working, Becky is a mom to Alfie and her two wonderful stepdaughters. When she's not a busy mom, she's also a novice gardener and enjoys a spot of yoga. So thank you, Becky, and welcome to today's episode. So Becky, thank you so much for taking the time again um, to join us today. Um, thank you. So um, as you know, all of us have faced challenges over the last year in our work and in our personal lives. Um, as a team of HR consultants, what have you seen over the past year? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, thank you for having me to begin with, Nikki. It's lovely to, to join you today. Um, I think in terms of what we've seen over the last year, um, you know, I think unsurprisingly, we initially saw a complete focus on trying to just manage BAU, mm. um, you know, for a lot of businesses and particularly the office based environments. It was all about getting people set up at home. And for leaders, these questions around is my business going to fail now that I've got everyone out of the office? How on earth is this going to work? You know, managing things very much in the here and now. Um, and just that operational perspective really kicked in, I think, for most people. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was it was quite an emotive time. Obviously, at the very beginning, when we were faced with so many unknowns, it impacted people's lives in a very different way to anything we've, you know, most people have experienced in their lifetime before. Um, so I think I think kind of the world was turned upside down for most of us, uh, you know, this time last year. Um, and I think, you know, we we've kind of seen certainly leaders and businesses go through that transition of how do we get set up versus then further down the line an assurance and I guess fears being allayed that yes actually we are okay we can work from home this does still operate effectively and now you know bedding down into some acceptance that this is becoming the norm you know and to a certain extent actually people's expectations around work are changing so I think we're seeing a lot of change. And even in the time, you know, Nikki, that you and I have been having some of these conversations just going back a number of weeks ago, even in that period, I've seen a significant amount of change um, on what we're seeing online and things. So, so I think with that, um, I also think we've seen a huge uh, shift in team dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, if I guess if you think about it, leaders, you know, haven't been able to engage with their teams in the same way. Um, as, as in the office and as we know you know we've lost some of those water cooler conversations people are having to learn to read one another quite differently on zoom calls versus how you you greet someone and interact with them in person um, you know and let's be honest and I don't mean this in a patronizing way I mean it in a very genuine way that lots of us find reading others quite difficult anyway 
So mm. trying to then translate that onto a Zoom call and having to do that remotely is even more challenging. Um, and I think we shouldn't underestimate the impact that that's had on teams. Um, and I know, you know, I mean, uh, Nikki, you and I have talked before about, you know, I've got definite passion around coaching. Um, and in that journey, one of the interesting books I've read is uh, Nancy Klein, A Time to Think. And she's all about kind of the, the, the book is all about creating an effective thinking environment and allowing people to kind of think effectively uh, in teams. And, and that's, you know, things like that are even harder to do when you're trying to do all of that remotely. Um, you know, trying to know how to read someone and know how much space and time to give them to, to think and to be able to speak. And it's often meaning that actually it's the louder voices or the leaders voices that are being heard. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's a huge, huge impact there on, on team dynamics for sure. Um, and then, of course, it's the impact it's had on all of us as individuals. Um, and complex themes we're dealing with, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, grief, loss, loneliness, you know, anxiety, health anxiety, all of these things have impacted people in the last year. Um, and that that requires different skill sets, different abilities to, to manage people and engage with, with people when they're going through uh, such significant impacts on their lives. Um, I think it's raised a lot of questions for people around, you know, their own experiences. People have paused and had time to reflect. And some people will legitimately feel like their life won't go back to what it was pre-COVID. Um, yeah. yeah, so we shouldn't underestimate that, I think. Yeah, no, so true. So what would you say has been the most challenging things that you've had to deal with over the past year then, Becky? Yeah, so it's, um, I, I would say... I'd say that supporting people through such a significant period of change. I think I think that's been huge. And I think for, particularly for HR teams, I'd say that's taken a lot of energy at times um, because you've just had whole teams of people and, and, and leaders coming to you with questions and, and, and for guidance on things that none of us have ever dealt with before, right? So exactly. <laughs> It's challenging. It's you know it's been unprecedented times, and and that's that's I think that's taken a lot of out of out of people. So for for me on a personal level, I think it's that, and I think also the concern. Yeah, um, yeah I think for for most of us that work in HR, we are people, people, and we we have a level of concern and worry for the teams that we look after and look out to. Um, so thinking about people and worrying about their well-being and wondering how people are coping and and things like that, I think has has had quite an impact personally for me. Yeah, no, definitely, and I, I think a lot of companies out there will probably agree with that as well. And um, so you say that we're kind of people's expectations are now changing. So what what does that mean? Yeah, so I think I think we've had this shift from what I'm seeing anyway. Certainly, you know from People have taken stock and are reflecting on what they want to give to work, how they want to operate in their work lives. And now that people have realised they can operate, you know, for office environments where people have realised they can operate from home, um, I think it's led to a, a shift in the thoughts around what does the future of work mean for us, for teams, for businesses. And I think for individuals, you know, they are expecting something from their work, you know, something different moving forward. Mm. Um, 
you know, many people miss the office. There is a certain amount that we need in terms of face-to-face -face interaction, I would say. Um, but I think we've kind of taken this huge advancement in the leap of, you know, what does the future of work mean to us? Um, and I think COVID has just kind of triggered that, you know, to, it, it sped it up hugely. Yeah, oh, I would definitely agree with that. So uh, picking up on that hybrid working, so what changes do you see in the working practices going forward? Uh, so, and do you know what, Talk, talking about like the changes that we've seen and, and looking back at just when we started having these conversations, it, literally even in the last few weeks, I have seen a huge shift in almost every other LinkedIn post that's coming up for me at the moment is the future of work, hybrid working models, you know, and it's, it's amazing how quickly some of these conversations change. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that we're seeing a lot of. Um, I think I think the the focus towards hybrid working is is shifting quite quickly. Um, I think I think most businesses are considering what they need for the future. So what office space do they need? What uh, do they need in terms of face to face interaction with their employees versus then, you know, what can they get away with with people working from home? Um, so I think there's a lot of a lot of businesses are just just reviewing this. Yeah, I think the movement towards the expectations of flexibility are, as I said, are, are certainly moving that forward quite quickly. But I also think there's a lot that businesses need to pause and consider around use of technology, what they require, what does the future of their business need? Because, as I said, for the last year, most businesses have spent a significant amount of that time just being able to operate on a day-to-day -day basis and I do think that it's hindered businesses ability to look at what does the future and what does our st strategy in the future look like yeah um, so so yeah I think I think a lot of that is is now to be considered um, which is why I think there's a shift in the conversation towards towards hybrid working and and allowing for different working practices moving forward yeah, no, definitely. And I think with hybrid working as well, I'm sure that kind of comes with its its challenges. So what are the potential risks of looking at hybrid working? Uh, do you have any concerns from a HR perspective? Yes, definitely. Um, I I guess uh, some concerns I'd say is, you know, the, the structure and the communication that takes place for businesses. So I think that um, I have some concerns around whether some businesses will structure this too much versus not enough yeah. you know we have seen some some huge corporations have gone almost straight towards fully remote working and whilst that will work for some it won't work for all and i think most businesses will require a level of structure and parameters to work within to enable this to be effective longer term um, so i think i think there's some risks there um, I think communication. So I guess my concerns at the moment for some of for some businesses is like if you end up with half the team in half the week yeah. and the rest of the team in the rest of the week, how do you how do you effectively communicate moving forward? Because right now we've got a situation where the majority of businesses are working in a space where their whole teams are working from home. Um, and if that moves in, in the future and we're hot desking or we've got increased levels of hybrid working, you know, more agile working, 
it does impact people's ability to engage and interact with one another. And I guess I have concerns over how businesses can manage that effectively to ensure that people aren't missing out on communications. Um, and they're not um, missing out by not being in the office on certain days. Yeah. So I think that's really important to, to think through. Um, I think if, if companies don't get that right, I think it can lead to a shift of, of, in the culture. Yeah. First of all, and I, think, and I think also potential for team breakdown, you know? Mm. Um, so I think, again, that team dynamic in, is really important there. Um, you know, and I think there's, there's been a whole host of things for managers, for team leaders to be thinking about. As I mentioned before, you need a need for different skill sets if you are managing, managing people remotely. Um, being able to really translate the strategy into objectives for your team rather than just focusing on the here and now. Um, you know, how you're, you're managing someone on the day to day, how you are connecting your whole team, making sure that everyone's voice is heard. And I think that, you know, I think collectively, actually, you know, globally, we, we still have quite a lot to learn. We've got this amazing advancement in technology. We've had a circumstance that has shifted our thinking around this. Um, but we've got a lot to learn as we go through moving over on a more permanent basis to a, a different style of working. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and how do you think that companies should be looking at moving forward um, with this whole hybrid working? What kind of things should, what's important for businesses out there to be doing and looking at right now? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. So I think, um, I think each business is different. Mm -hmm. I think it's important for us to not assume that hybrid working or anything in particular will work for all businesses. So I think, you know, whilst, yes, it seems like a lot of employee expectations, people's expectations are shifting. We need to bear in mind that businesses do need to consider what works for them and what they need. Mm -hmm. And they still need to be enabled to be able to put that out there and stick with that. You know, it's okay to engage with your teams and tell them that actually that that we require a certain level of face-to-face -face interaction, or we require a certain level of face-to-face -face, um, presence for people managers. You know, it might be might be different by role, it might be different by team. Uh, there's a lot there to think through. Mm. Um, but I think, as I mentioned, you know, setting some parameters, having a policy, you know, a set of practices, um, potential guidelines in place for people to have a framework to work from. Um, because I think if there's a complete lack of that, then I think it could break down and people will feel very unsure as to where they stand. So I do think people need a certain level of stru structure and clarity from the business um, that they work for. Yeah, definitely. And what, what kind of things should companies then be looking at to help implement this? What, what kind of things can they do? You've mentioned sort of like the frameworks and everything else, but what else can they be doing to, to implement this? Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, it's, you know, it's interesting. I read something the other day that said uh, workspaces only matter because of the people that go to those workspaces, <laughs> that use those workspaces. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think first and foremost, it's, it's putting people at the forefront of, of all of the thinking and actually what do you, what do you need if to, for your people to effectively operate together? Mm. Um, so I think, I think that's, that's really important. Um, and then I think, yes, the definitions, but I also think that, um, you know, looking at the support that 
will enable people. So that's support for teams, support for people managers. So whether that's training development that they might require, um, enabling line managers, enabling people managers to be able to manage their teams effectively in in a hybrid scenario of working is going to be really important. And I do think that an analysis of skill sets um, will need to be undertaken for most businesses. They will need to look at how effectively their their managers can operate and what they might need to equip themselves in. Um, so I think that that development certainly is needed. Um, and I think, you know, that continued communication, so ensuring that you're very clear on what your teams are wanting and seeking, how to a certain degree you can meet those needs, but also what your needs are as a business and continuing to be very open in that communication. Um, I think working with providers, because, yeah. you know, let's face it, there's, like we said, there's huge advancements in technology here and there's going to be very different requirements for technology moving forward. And not all businesses are of the size that they have a lot of people in-house who can work on this stuff. So I think for the smaller, medium-sized businesses, I think engaging effectively at this point with the providers who can help you is mm. going to be important. So whether that is planning out your office space, whether it's looking at um, apps or equipment software that can help you enable your team to hot desk, um, you know, reviewing your benefits because people will be wanting something different moving forward. Um, reviewing your insurances because you're going to need something different. Um, so I think it's also that uh, taking stock and knowing that you don't have all of that knowledge inter you know, internally in the organisation is important, isn't it? Um, yeah. So um, I, th I, think, I think to a certain degree that as well. But yeah, certainly more on the digital capability, um, reviewing your policies and practices, having the right uh, framework in place, all of that's going to be very important. Yeah, no, definitely. And and you sort of mentioned um, the um, the frameworks that you can put in place, but what about the managers and the business leaders um, that are managing these remote workforces at the moment? What kind of things should they be considering and do you have any tips for them? Yeah, sure. So, um, I, you know, I think at this point in time, from the leadership perspective, it's really important to take stock. Yeah. Um, and there's three actually there's three great kind of coaching questions that um, I I have um, had recommended to me uh, recently and I think they're they're so valuable which is really simply what so what and what now yeah. you know so what have we learned in the last year what have we experienced what is our business going through what do we want you know um, so what so what what does this mean what does this actually mean for what we need in the future. And then what now? You know, so what have we got to do to actually implement this? Um, I think we need to be ensuring that businesses pause and consider things effectively. And it's quite a different mind shift to where we have all been in the last year. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's quite important. Um, I do think that kind of taking action on our own needs. So I think as managers or as business leaders, making sure that we are equipped with the skill sets that we, we have um, is important. Um, so looking at own development requirements, their own training requirements, whether that's they need to be coached themselves or whether they have a skill set they're missing in terms of remotely, you know, remote um, management, things like that. Um, 
I think the cultural perspective is also really important um, for a business or a team to be able to create kind of that psychological safety. Um, it's something I was reading about actually in the, I think it was the Harvard Business Review the other day, and it suggests that psychological safety is actually one of the biggest predictors of team effectiveness. Mm. Um, and I think that's going to need a whole load of things in the new kind of if we, you know, for businesses that are moving towards hybrid working. Um, you know, most people have previously experienced work as something quite distinct and separate from their home life. And now, you know, leaders and, and managers are having to engage with people where their life and their home life becomes blurred. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that means something quite different, I think. Um, so I think that that needs needs thinking through, um, you know, creating that that psychological safety, having work life conversations that are safe and people feel safe uh, to have those kind of conversations um, and equity as well. So, you know, thinking through inclusion in the workplace, making sure that everyone's voice is heard, um, enabling people to have effective conversations. Um, I think that the new world of work, you know, this, this future of work that's being referenced to quite often at the moment, opens up a whole new host of things to consider from a diversity and inclusion perspective. Yeah. Um, so I think that leaders will need to be considering that as well. So um, as well, I just want to kind of touch back on that bit that you was mentioning about the, the psychological impact on employees mm. and the, the well-being support that, that is going to be required again for this hybrid working. Um, what are your tips for the work workplace and especially around COVID and, and everything else and obviously even past COVID? Is there any tips that you could give to businesses out there? Yeah, so I think... Um, I mean, I think there are different expectations nowadays on well-being in the workplace. I think most people have an expectation that well-being is considered. Um, and, I, and as I've mentioned, you know, I think for me, it's it's great that actually we've almost been forced into a situation where we have to put well-being at the forefront now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, from a very practical side, it's it's been you know, around things like the, you know, reducing the, the viral transmission and health and safety in the workplace, um, you know, but actually we've had this whole other, you know, the, I guess the less tangible stuff around people's emotional needs, people's psychological needs. Um, yes, that's been whilst they've been working from home, but actually I think if we are shifting our working practices, there are a whole host of things that are needed there. So I think having having it prioritised, so, so well-being in the workplace being prioritised is important, and that needs buy-in at your, your top level. Otherwise, it it won't work. Um, yeah. And I think having having an agreed strategy, an agreed approach at least to well well-being uh, is important. Um, mm. I think enabling people to take care of their own well-being. Uh, and I, and I guess I say that from the perspective of not shying away from the conversations on ensuring people are taking care of themselves as well. Yeah. Um, I think it can still be something that that leaders struggle to actually set out as an expectation. Mm. Um, and when I've done training previously with managers, one of the things I have often said is, Yes, we have, you know, in the workplace, you have a, a, a duty of care that you need to provide a safe environment for your team to work in. And we should be prioritising people's well-being. 
but equally everyone needs to take care of their own well-being as well and I think that I think that's the, the shift that maybe has taken place in the last year or so is that I think individuals now are looking at their own well-being differently um, and hopefully in more cases prioritizing that um, but I think I think there's there's also then this if you've got an approach or a framework around how you're how you are supporting people with your well-being then it's all the other stuff that goes alongside that to practically support your your team so you know having the right benefits in place which obviously Nikki you know a lot about yourself you know having having the right insurances life cover medical cover having employee assistance programs in place so that your team have support when they need it um, you know, having those proactive things uh, set out as well. So you know, we've worked with a company recently that, you know, is basically an online platform for learning and development, um, and they focus on mental fitness. So mm -hmm. it's about actually proactively taking care of people's approach to their mental health. Um, you know, so there's lots of practical things that I think businesses need to put in place to demonstrate that they are prioritising this and enable their teams to, to I guess, thrive, right, and, and, and live at their optimum level. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and it's so true, making sure that you've got all those things in place. And I think it goes back to the point you made earlier, which is about communication. Um, and I think communication is key going forward. Mm. Yeah, it's been quite interesting to see actually some of the shifts that have taken place because um, I've seen much more engagement two ways in businesses going out and really seeking their team's input yeah. and team's perspective. And I think I think we've almost, you know, often we've been in a place where we've needed to do that because you have to take people's perspectives on whether they are happy to come into the workplace with COVID, you know, whether they want to wait for their first vaccination or second vaccination before they're back in, et cetera, et cetera. There's been a need to engage with people. But I think it's setting a lot of businesses up for better practices in the future in that regard. Yeah. Um, you know, and not just engaging with people, you know, on an operational level or just one-to-ones or just in your annual employee engagement survey, you know, but actually when big topics come up for a business, going out and asking your teams what they're seeking and what they think. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen much more of that in the last year, which is um, promising. It's good. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it's moving in the right direction. So whilst I think COVID has had its challenges, I think there'll be some real positive things that will come out on the back of, of COVID and, and the pandemic that we've kind of seen ourselves in. Okay. Um, so what kind of things have you been doing for your clients at the moment? What kind of things are you doing to support your clients at the moment? Yeah, so... Um... And it, it, it moves so quickly, Nikki, honestly, we do. it varies so much. But I think some of the stuff that's come up more recently is with some businesses opening or reopening or allowing for a reduced level of numbers in, um, there's been a lot around policy development for, you know, testing policies, vaccination policies in the workplace. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been giving quite a lot of guidance on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've 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 been spending quite a bit of time on on things like that. Um, 
And then I think alongside this changes to the working practices, we've done quite a lot, obviously, and I think most HR teams have been in the same space where a lot of it's been about putting temporary measures in. Yeah. And we're now trying to shift that focus to, right, once you've agreed, you know, whether your office space is changing or not, you know, what what you want from the future, then we can work with you to support on the policies that you need to, to enable that to happen. Um, so that might be putting a hybrid working policy in place that might be needing to go back and look at your employee handbook and refresh that because everything that you had in there is pre-COVID and actually we need to state a lot of that now. So um, there's certainly a lot from that perspective. And then the benefits. So I think I think for me, I can see how the benefits is going to be even more important moving forward. As in, I think, I think companies will proactively be wanting to review their benefits more um, and look at that spend and what actually gives them, gives them most impact and benefit for their, for their employees. Um, and then, you know, we, we're actually doing quite a bit on training and development with teams at the moment as well. We, we've had quite a lot of businesses over the last few months start to pick up on running remote workshops on different topics. We've run a whole host of, you know, well-being lunch and learns and things like this for different businesses. Um, and now we're starting to look more around team development around different topics. It could be communication, it could be stakeholder management, it could be, you know, your your interaction team dynamics um, but I think it's interesting that teams have started to pick up on on that more uh, we've seen you know a higher demand for that as well as the coaching um, so I think having support one-to-one -one for leaders where they are literally having to think through problems that they haven't thought through before right and I think actually enabling businesses and business leaders to do to do that thinking in an effective and safe environment is is actually quite critical at this point for the future of their businesses yeah becky thank you so much for your time and insight today i'm sure our listeners will find it really really useful so thank you again for all your time but that's it for today's episode. In our next episode, we'll be discussing international benefits with David Tell, MD and founder of Chime Benefits. If you want more information on today's topic, please get in touch at ceb at county-group.co.uk. Your feedback's really important to us, so please get in touch and let us know what topics you'd like us to cover in our future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay safe.